Welcome back to episode 96. Unless you're just joining us, then welcome to episode 4. It could be love. See what I did there? It could be love. You're the only one I'm thinking of. It could be This is the Ian Cast. This is episode 96 and uh, it's viral edition 100. This is this is going to be the new normal, I guess. So so they're all Ian Casts and they're all they're all viral. But on this Ian Cast, there's going to be three great albums coming from me to you, my friend. Now I am aware that you are married, and I am also aware that you have kids. And uh, all the albums can't be squares. Fuck no. Some of the albums you, again, might want to listen to with the fan family or listen to in the car. So I have included some albums that are safe for family listening. Uh, Album number one is by the Dwight Twilly Band. Uh, This is an album, Sincerely. This is the 1976 remastered version. And uh, this band uh, came... Uh, out of another band called Oyster. That's Oyster with an I for some reason. band was not necessarily Dwight Twilly, but it was uh, Dwight Twilly and Phil Seymour, who had both been in Oyster, and they played all the instruments in Oyster, but then they were kind of repackaged, and um, Dwight was given, I guess, the elevated position of front guy, and uh, the Dwight Twilly band was formed. Um, Phil Seymour was not necessarily happy with um, being a second banana. So the Dwight Twilly Band uh, put out three albums and was not around come like 1979, something like that. Um, They were label mates and friends of Tom Petty. So a bunch of the performers on uh, this album also are on the first Tom Petty and Heartbreakers album. Um, Roger Lynn, who was the guitar player in the Dwight Twilley Band, was also the touring guitar player for Leon Russell. And uh, that is not his his great accomplishment in life. His great accomplishment is that uh, he wound up going into electronic music um, after he kind of hung up his guitar and stopped touring. And uh, he developed the LM-1 drum machine, which was the first drum machine to use samples. And it's a huge deal in the world of hip-hop, so he is inadvertently, I guess, or maybe vertently, a uh, hip-hop icon because of that drum machine that he developed.
in any case, um, this album is uh, quite cool. And uh, Dwight Twilley's still around. He tours and uh, went solo in like, released solo on 79 or 80, something like that, and hasn't really stopped. But um, he's well known to musicians, I guess, but not necessarily the general public. But uh, this album is kind of power poppy. And uh, Phil Seymour also, after he left, had a a decent uh, solo career. And he was also a power popish kind of an artist. So uh, these albums that they all released are good. Uh, the Phil Seymour albums are good. The Dwight Twilley Band albums are good. And the Dwight Twilley solo albums are also good. good. But this good. album, sincerely, is probably the best of the bunch. Must be a reason why I- Now, the second album on the docket that is coming from me to you, my fine-feathered friend, is by uh, Brett Smiley. And uh, Brett Smiley, I was turned on to by this book, Lost Rockers. And uh, Brett Smiley was a guy who kind of torpedoed his own career. Now, um, in that book, Lost Rockers, there were a lot of them that were kind of um, either pushed uh, or they jumped. And uh, sometimes, you know, the the record label would completely screw them over. And then sometimes they would completely screw themselves over. And as I just mentioned, Brett Smiley kind of screwed himself over. Um, This album was recorded in either 73 or 4 and released in 2003. So uh, there was only ever a single that came out, which is the single, which is on this album. And uh, Brett Smiley, uh, as you will hear, was kind of positioned to be an American David Bowie. Um, If you listen to this album and then immediately put on um, T-Rex's Electric Warrior, um, Brett Smiley's very, very, very T-Rex influenced. talented guy like the stuff that's on this album that's his own is really good he does a bunch of covers too which are also on this album and all of the covers are really good um now he died 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 in 2016 and he would periodically kind of come up come up come up and play um shows in and around the, the u.s but um Somebody, I think, who's largely unknown. And you listen to this album, and uh, I'm a huge fan of, like, early glam rock. And this is great stuff, but I had no idea who this dude was. And uh, 
after listening to this album, it's kind of sad that this was the only thing that he ever really produced. I think there's a compilation album or something like that of, of sorts that was put out maybe in 2011. But um, this is the only kind of remnant of his work. And he was also a beneficiary, I guess, of like top flight management. He was managed by Andrew Oldham, who had managed the Rolling Stones in the uh, mid-60s and uh, had produced all of their work that they recorded at that time. He had set up a label that had the Small Faces, Rod Stewart, Jeff Beck, Eric Clapton. He had helped form uh, Humble Pie got Steve Marriott and Peter Frampton together. So that would, that guy was his manager, and somehow he just managed not to produce anything, which is kind of sad. Anyway, uh, moving on from that tale of woe, uh, we will go to the band Dr. Boogie, which is uh, band number three, and their album, Gotta Get Back to New York City. I have no idea how I ended up uh, acquiring this album, but I've got it. And uh, it's quite good in that kind of uh, New York Dolls, Rolling Stonesy kind of way. Um, it's a bit of a rocker. That's cool. It's good to rock out sometimes. And uh, there's like a lot of piano and uh, tambourine and stuff like that on it. Um, now, Dr. Boogie sadly broke up in 2018, just after they'd released uh, a single, and I think they were likely going to do another album. But um, this 2015 album, I think it's the only album they have. They have like uh, some singles and stuff like that. But this is it. And uh, it really is quite good. I mean, it's not the, it's not the greatest album ever, but uh, in the particular genre of music that it uh, is in, which is kind of a hard rock, boogie-woogie, bluesy, heavy blues, the bluesy kind of stuff. It's great. I quite like it, and hopefully you do too, on this, the 96th edition of The Eons. Unless, of course, Jesse finds another lost episode somewhere in his couch.